And we are back in your lives on this February 25th, 2021. Three of us this week. Kyle is sitting this one out. Sean, Pat, and Nick on the show today. I, I guess kind of just like an update episode, maybe a rumor episode. Not too much going on. We're kind of like in a mix, like in the middle of a lot of seasons, hockey, basketball, which means there's trade deadlines going on and things like that. Trade rumors, drafts coming up in the NFL. So we'll speculate. But there's not so much concrete news for us to go this week. Guys, as I said, like we do every week, we celebrate a holiday. And today, February 25th, is, let's check the calendar, National Chocolate Covered Nut Day. Happy National Chocolate Covered Nut Day to all those New Englanders out there. Happy National Clam Chowder Day and National Toast Day. And finally, Pat, you missed this one by one day. You celebrated yesterday, National Chili Day. I know Pat's. Oh, I did have chili yesterday. Yeah, you had chili yesterday, so you missed national. You were a little bit early to your National Chili Day celebration, but you're you're in the spirit. You're in the spirit. So happy holidays to all, Nick. I think we did. We get Nick last week. Nick, you were out last week, right? Yeah, I was out last week. Okay. All right, well, he's back on the week, so we're going to get his talk on the Wentz deal, which we didn't get. I've calmed down a little bit, but listen, I'm still not rooting for Carson Wentz. So, Nick, you got to tell me. I I know you're – I think you're eating right now. But listen, you got to tell me how you feel about this Carson Wentz deal. I don't know. I mean, it sucks it came to this, but I guess this is what had to happen. So, it's pretty brutal. I mean, we're not going to be good for a while. Um, If he was here, we might not be good for a while anyway. So – Either way, like, whatever. You're over. Just, you're over. It sounds from the, from the sounds of it, you're over it. I'm over it, man. Like, I'm just happy like that it's over. You know, like I was so sick of that shit. I hated getting on Twitter every day, and you know, it's like I just like scrolling Twitter and like seeing jokes and like highlights, like cool highlights. I, and all I would see was stuff like just. When- you the see Wentz me debate. slandering Wentz. You see other people praising him. You see Parker slandering him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, yeah, either way, like it's just, it just gets old after a while, you know, it's, just, it's something had to happen. So I'm right. happy. I'm right. just happy it's over. I think if we kept him, we suck for the next couple of years. If we trade him, we suck for the next couple of years. Uh, if he wants out, then we traded him. Hopefully he stays healthy next year and we end up getting a first. You excited for Hurt season? Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Jalen Hurts. I, I think he's. I uh, think we all should be. Yeah, I mean, like, I have like, I don't know if he's the answer, but like, I'm excited to watch him play. He'll be fun for at least a couple of years, you know. That's what we said. We we said last week. We don't think he's the answer necessarily, but he's a project and a project that has more. And he's uh, like adequate. If we did have a good team, like I wouldn't be like, oh, geez, we can't have Jalen Hurts right. back, you know. Right. Like it's just like, oh, all right, like. He showed last year that he can he can play a good game, and that's right. really all you need as an NFL quarterback. Can show uh, as long as you uh, show up a couple times a year. Right. Will, will you root for Carson once? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's where that's where we differ. I'm not rooting for that guy. I don't really, but like I don't know. I'm just different. I I I really don't uh, root against a lot of Philadelphia athletes. Like I really I can't name one that I I like actively ever rooted against. But what about like Aguilar? No, I Markel, always, Markel Fultz. I never rooted against Markel Fultz. <laughs> wow. Well, those guys are on my list. And Wentz, I said Wentz is now the CEO of that list. And he's the president. And then you get like Aguilar and Fultz and some of those guys. All right. Well, do you think he'll succeed in Indianapolis? Because, I mean, 
It's all uh, it's all I mean, I there think for he him. definitely has a better shot than he did here, but uh you never you never know, man. He can come out like next you have to I have to wait and see. Yeah, I know you're you're the wait and see guy because you always say like I don't know who I'm rooting for until I watch again, you know, with the exception of Philadelphia sports, where you're like yeah, you, you never know who you're rooting for, and you never know what to expect until you actually watch him play. It's just because um, I mean but the, it is there. Like the, it, everything is there. He's got his coach. He's got a terrific O line. He's got some weapons. Everything is there for him to succeed. Yeah, he's got oh. a good run game and everything. They got a good D. So yeah, he should. I mean, this is where you find out if he like what he can do. I so. mean, if he's a good quarterback, they could be a Super Bowl team. Honestly. Yeah. No, they could. Yeah, and so. I I will be rooting against that with my every fiber of my being. I feel like I still don't know if he was bad because the team. Or bad because he's he's had so many injuries and maybe the concussion like really messed him up. Well, I know. I mean, obviously could, the team contributed to it, but like there was other things that were just like I there was just bad I throws. Think, I think what made him an MVP candidate in 2017 will never be there again. Like the legs, right? That's yeah. what the X factor was was his legs, man. Like he wasn't like a a burner, but he could, he moved very well for a dude, his size. Like you remember that play against the bears where they were trying to throw a screen and it wasn't oh, there. My and guy, Leo yeah. Mack came off the edge and he just like spun yep. and ran for a first down on a screen play. Like after the ACL and that didn't come back, like it sucks because it came back for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, didn't come I, back I, for him. Some guys it does. Some guys it doesn't. And then like the back injury the year after where he had like that fracture in his back, like that's two bad spots to get hurt. Yeah, you know, if you really like watch spots. like his prime, his prime like Eagles highlights, it's tough to watch, man, because they were he was so good. He was so good. And yeah. then for me personally, the last season just left a really, really bitter taste in my mouth. I was furious last week. I've calmed down since then a little bit, but I'm still furious, not rooting for him. I thought I think he gave up on the city before the city gave up on him. And I think he gave and, up too. Like and, but rightfully so, like it was I'm labeling this as an organizational failure. And I just want I just want everyone to recognize that Carson Blentz Wentz deserves some of the blame in it. And if you're just going to absolve him from it, I don't want to hear it because he had some of the blame. Because like some of the throws he would make, like last year, they were like wide open passes that he would miss. Like Pat, you were talking about, like he can't be making those. Like I just felt like he gave up on us. I know um, Chris Long was had a podcast with uh, Malcolm Jenkins this earlier this week. I told Pat about this, I think, when we were playing uh, Call of Duty or something. But they were just saying like Wentz was never a quote unquote like asshole. But they said what he could do better is like reach out to guys more in the locker room, be more of like a team player. I don't have yeah. the exact quote in front of me, but and they, they were, did they did mention that he could be a little bit better in like talking and reaching out to other guys. And like Malcolm, what like Malcolm was saying after that was how he's like, I think that he's learned from that, but I don't think he could ever really like repair it in Philly. Like I think there's always going to be guys in the locker room who like didn't fuck with him. <laughs> So you knew what I was referring to then, okay? I wasn't yeah. sure if everyone. So I wanted to make sure I got the. Uh, I think no, I'm a loyal listener to the Greenlight Pod. And I think one. so. I my think, my paraphrase uh, there was pretty accurate then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think to uh, to go off that, like, if he was refusing to get along with some of the players, then he had already chosen to give up early right. on in that season. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I if he's think... not all in, if your QB's not all in on trying to like mesh with the rest of the team, then. I think it's it's downhill from there. I don't think it's that. I think it's that like those dudes didn't fuck with him and they just never would. Like they just thought he was a weirdo, you know? Like I don't think, think it was that? him not yeah. 
Well, what about his MVP season? No one had a problem with him then. Well, yeah, when you're playing like that, but then like the way there was a, that report that came out this week that he wanted to play through the back injury and they went with Foles, and then he was kind of pissed about that because uh. that's why they were like he's had it for a couple of weeks and everybody was like, well, why are they taking him out now? Okay, and I did not, like, I did not know to re- see that. Yeah, so like that, like he didn't really like. I mean, he played like well that year on like paper. Like, if you look at his numbers that year, they weren't that bad. Like, he threw, like, 21 touchdowns, six picks, and whatever, how many games he played. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think it's easy to, like, fuck with, like, a weird guy if he's, like, really – if he's playing like that. But then, like, Nick comes in and wins the Super Bowl. There's probably some guys that think it should have been Nick because apparently Nick is just, like, the man. You know, Everyone like, loves Nick, yeah. It's something yeah, he's, like he's really cool. So, like, he probably lost some guys with that. And then, like, the shit where, like, he was kind of pissed about Nick playing that year, then they, he probably lost those guys forever. And, like, even if he tried and was, like, trying to, like, go, like, fuck with them, like, they were just never really going to, yeah, you know, like. I, I, I hear the argument. And then, you know, Hurts has got a little bit of swagger to him, too. So when Hurts comes in. Yeah, it's just fresh. Like, he, he like, there, there's no reason not to fuck with Jalen Hurts right now. So, you know. Yeah. And he's I, cooler. I, like, he's just a cool, like. No offense, yeah, I like Carson Wentz. I'm a fan of Carson Wentz, but like, I don't think I would get along with him. Oh yeah, no, he's he's not like, like I just like, like me and him don't have anything in common. Like besides very, the fact that he played for the Eagles, he wouldn't and get along. I like the Eagles. He, he just likes massacring yeah hundreds yeah, like, of ducks. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't get along with I'd say like ninety percent of people from Philadelphia. Probably even more. You know, you get the people that just like really admire him because he's on the Eagles. But like, if you're just like at a bar and you're trying to talk to him. Odds are that conversation is not going to last like more than. Well, I think the thing is, is it like he's not at a bar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The point. Yeah, exactly. That's why he wouldn't get along with most of the people here. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't know. Um, Like I, I always like when I think back to like fits in the city, it was like, I think like the best athletes in my lifetime here were like, not the best athletes, but like the best fits in the city were like dudes like Mike Richards, like Scotty Upshaw from the Flyers, okay. remember him, Parker? I'm thinking yeah, yeah. Uh, they would go to like University of Penn bars and shit and like just get fucking shit faced, like Claude yeah, Giroux yeah. early in his career. Like that, that, those are the people that we're going to take to. And like he just, I don't know, he's just low key. He's not from around here. That's why I said there's certain, like Jalen Hurts has a swagger to play in Philadelphia. Like you need a certain attitude to play in Philadelphia. Like Iverson had it. Dawkins had it. Yeah, even Chase Utley had it a little bit, you know, like you have like a little swagger about you. Like when I think, and then yeah, Embiid has it. It's like uh, an edge. It's an edge. That's exactly. Like it's like a little chip on your shoulder. And I think he had it. Like, I think he has it. I don't know. Cause like, it's not, he like, had it for a bit when he was, when he was coming into the league, I think. You need yeah. To- and then like, but like even this year is like, he would, ju- when he was running the ball, like he would just run straight at dudes and like, he would get hit hard a lot. And like, it wouldn't work out a lot, but like he did kind of like have a little stank to his game. He just didn't play that well. And <laughs> like, I- and then this year he was really bad. Yeah, and my claim that like he gave up on the city before the city gave up on him, I get it to um to an ex- I get his perspective from an extent, at least you know, for using my scenario, like you bring in Foles, Foles the hero, Foles starts a couple games, uh, you know, he get, you know, he starts the next season too when once gets hurt again. And then you bring in Hurts, like it was a top down organizational failure. But I mean the Super Bowl I think really, really ate it ate at him. Like 
he was not the same after the MVP season, you know, the Super Bowl season. He can't, I, I think he doesn't look at that Super Bowl ring. He puts it on. I don't think he's like, I deserve this. Like, I, I think he looks in that and is like, I, I didn't win this. I didn't no, win. and he even, I'm pretty sure he even came out afterwards and was like, I, I want to get one like for myself or something and like, something and like that. I'm not saying he didn't contribute because he got us, you know, however many wins, like 11 wins or something, was it, right? Up I mean, if he doesn't play, we probably don't get a first round bye. Right, exactly. But I think he looks at that ring and says, yeah. this isn't mine. This isn't my ring. Yeah, but I also think like it's tough to say like the Super Bowl is what ruined him when like he was also coming off a torn ACL. Exactly. There's so many bits of There's so many factors. Listen, it just sucks, dude. It sucks so bad. I just remember all the shit I would talk to like the Patriots fans, Cowboys uh, fans, and Dak Prescott. You know, like you had. Yeah, and now I would kill to have Dak. I mean, who knows if Dak's going to be the same after what happened to him this year? But yeah, he's. He's a solid player. I don't oh, know. That's one point I wanted to bring up, and I'm happy you brought it up, Nick. Thanks so much. Going into next season, we, you know, moving off Wentz a little bit, going into next season, we had Hurts at quarterback, and of course the team around is not good. But at the NFC, in the NFC East, the quarterback position is really up in the air for a lot of teams. We have Hurts for us, right? So that's built in. We don't know what's happening with Dak. That's a total question mark. There's the uh, – in Washington, the Alex Smith uh, Heineke situation going on. Alex Smith said, like, him playing so well threw a wrench in Washington's plans. They don't know where they're going in quarterback. And then the Giants have Daniel Jones. So I'd argue right now at quarterback, out of all the teams in the NFC East, I'd like to be Philadelphia the most. I'm not saying we have the uh, best quarterback in the division just right now. Even though, like, I mean, because technically Dallas doesn't have a quarterback at the moment, and you have Heineke and Jones, so like, we might actually have the best quarterback in the division right now in Jalen Hurts. Maybe. I know what you're saying, but like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think you want to be the Eagles over the Cowboys, just because I mean, Dak, Dak has proven to be. Well, we don't know. I'm saying, but that today, like Dak, we need to make sure Dak resigns there or gets the tag or whatever. That's true. I mean, he will. He's definitely going to sign there. I, they they can't not sign him. I don't There's know, dude. Russell Wilson just said he yeah. was. That was like one of the four teams he would go to. Oh lord, so they might man. try to get oh. Russ because Russ is so much cheaper than Dak is trying to get. Oh lord, Have so, we, so, so they do a trade for a, for Dak, Russ for Dak. Yeah, maybe. Oh my god, dude! I can't see Russell Wilson twice a year. I can't. Although, like, if he goes to the Cowboys, I just expect failure because it's the Cowboys. I don't. I don't know, dude. Russell Wilson with that offense is. That's true. Pretty good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But I, I mean, I, probably it's it's a better offense. It's definitely a better offense than the Seahawks. Yeah, I think he's sick of the Seahawks. I think he's gone. You know, because you know we can just talk the NFL. See, I think that's a dumb move on his part, don't you? Who Russell Wilson? I think. Why would you want to go to from a great organization like the Seahawks, who who can they they can they can rebuild a little bit and they bring haven't in been other that players. great. They have not been that great since they've had playoff. They just refuse to build an offensive line that's adequate. Like they have no run game and, and they and, can't protect him. And and uh, what's his face? The coach. Um, I'm, why the hell am I blanking on his name Pete right Carroll. now? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah, I was thinking. I was for some reason Phil Collins. I got. I was like Phil Collins. I was like that's. <laughs> I was not, thinking Pat Riley. Yeah. All uh, I'm saying is is I would trust the Seattle organization uh, so much more than. Dallas. Dallas to to build a good team around you. I, I guess I mean I guess that's fair because I mean the Dallas, there's more of a Dallas winning culture like, there. 
because Dallas is like three playoff wins in like 20 some years or whatever. So yeah. And there's always, there's always some drama with Jerry Jones and he's always got an agenda with like, with the players. I I get that. But I think he's, his days in Seattle are numbered. And I don't think him and uh, Pete Carroll have the relationship that they used to. Like apparently Pete Carroll's play calling is a little too conservative for him. And he mentioned where he he wanted to go. He's uh, Nick said there was four teams. I didn't see the four teams. I would guess Dallas. I'd guess maybe it was like, Dallas, Chicago, the Saints, and the Bears. Saints, yeah, Dallas, I saw the Saints. I saw the Saints. Dallas, Saints, Bears, and Jets. My bad. Jets. What the heck? Why did everyone want to go to the Jets? I didn't I see like Deshaun Watson want to go to the Jets too. Yeah. Like, why does everyone want to go to the Jets? I don't. I don't get it. But it's New York. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah. Their offensive line's not bad. I like. I really don't think Russ cares about winning that much. I really think he's like, I want to play more and not get fucking killed. <laughs> and you got, you know, you got the let Russ cook thing. I think he wants to have like the let Russ cook. Oh, Phil, Car- uh, I keep calling him Phil. Pete Carroll is, uh, I think, being a little bit too conservative for his. So life. if that's the case, and he does go to the Jets, that's gonna that'll happen before before what? the uh, or okay, can they trade before the draft, oh. or does it have to be on the draft night? Uh, I, I can check. What about uh, Cam Newton and and like New England? I know he's not on New England anymore. Like, could he go to New England? Cam, you, not Cam. I know Cam's not on New England. I'm saying, what do you think? Like, what, 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 will Russell Wilson go to New England? Will Deshaun Watson end up in New England? Like, does Belichick have something up his sleeve here, or he can get a quarterback? It's uh, the NFL trade deadline is November third, so I think there's plenty of time. It feels like it feels like the Patriots era is done. A me. little bit, because it feels like the the Chiefs era has arrived. Yeah, but, oh, I know. All in all, like, okay, so Tom proved that he didn't need Belichick to win. He proved it. Yeah, he just needs an incredible offense. Well, listen, Brady looked <laughs> Brady looked fantastic this year. I'm not going to say any slander against Brady, but you know, Bill Belichick got a lot of hate because they went seven and nine. They missed the playoffs, but they didn't. I mean, they could have had a couple more wins. They had a close loss against the Bills. You know where. Uh, I think Cam fumbled at the end of the game and they had a very close loss against the Seahawks where Cam got stopped on the goal line, if I remember correctly. So you take those two losses, they're nine and seven. You have a winning record without Tom. This could be a season. The Patriots are back in it. They need some kind of weapons on offense. So, I mean, regardless if it's Cam or, you know, whoever's in there. It won't be Cam. Cam, Cam, I'm pretty sure got released. Yeah, it won't be. I'm just saying like, Regardless of who's in, because Cam did play pretty bad this year. Didn't I, didn't I, t- I texted you guys this week, like, I have a sneaky feeling. I don't think Howie Roseman is going to go after, like, a quarterback in the draft necessarily. But I have a feeling he's going to bring in someone like Cam Newton to, like, compete against Hurts for the position. I'm against that totally. Like, I just want to rock with Hurts now. That's my project. I don't yeah. want to deal with any more controversy. Yeah. But and then let's not- get a really shitty fucking backup. It would so not. Then we don't give our starter a choice to to get hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were we going to talk about that potential uh, backups? Yeah, yeah. Potential backups. Donovan but, McNabb. <laughs> but it Dan Orlovsky. Oh my Orlowski. god, Dan Orlovsky would be a good one. <laughs> uh, it would not surprise me if that happened. Like if somehow Cam Newton got brought in here on a ter- like a cheap contract, backup contract, and he competes with Hurts for the starting job. I don't, I don't think at all that would surprise anybody. What do you guys think? Um, I guess it wouldn't be that surprising. I just don't see how he can 
like how is Jeffrey Lurie going to be like, yes, we need another QB controversy. Oh my God. Well, that quarterback factory thing didn't. How right? exactly what I was thinking. They, I think he came out and said he regretted the quarterback factory statement, didn't he? Yeah, something, something uh, like that. I hope so. I, I saw that maybe Jesus. a couple months ago, but yeah. dumbass. What about getting like Jacoby Brissett as a backup? I would love that. Yeah, me too. That'd be a good backup, yeah. Um, yeah. um let's talk Teddy NFL. Gloves. Let's talk the uh, NFL draft real quick, fellas, because it's not too too far away. I'm looking at CBS's mock draft right now. Uh, if you guys want to look up like Mel Kuypers or something and compare them, we, we can do that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going one. They got Justin Fields going two. I know that's different than the one I saw on ESPN. They had the the Zach Wilson going number two to the Jets, and then let's go to the. They get to go to the Eagles. Eagles on CBS are projected to take Jalen Waddle at six. I wouldn't mind that. Jamar Chase, receiver from LSU, goes seven. And Devontae Smith, I want him. He goes 11 to the Giants. I think it's so obvious that we should go after Smith. I don't know why. If anyone else, like, I know. Jamar- I think so too, but. Uh, the Jalen Waddle pick is not bad because he was considered to be better than Devontae Smith at the beginning of the year. He just got hurt. I like Jamar uh, Chase. <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want any more people getting hurt, man. I. I mean, actually, well, Smith. Then he said he said out the second half of the championship game. Is he? I mean, he had something wrong, but he already had like 250 yards. Like to me, Smith's the guy. I like Smith, so that's who I'm. I don't know, dude. I watch the I watch these dudes like break down his tape, and they just make me not want the Eagles to take him. Oh, like every time they just like break it down, and they're like, dude, if he's playing in a lot of other offenses, like he's probably not open. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, because he had so many other like at Bama, like he was so many other options like Waddle. Like they that. just have to cover so many people. Like you can't. Like if he was putting up those numbers, like you could just double them on most other teams. Yeah, and but what's frustrating, I think I mentioned this on an episode before, is I wouldn't even, I don't even if we take a receiver, this at six, if we would have just taken Jefferson last year. That's what's the frustrating part. Or if we take, probably not. I mean, we wouldn't like have we, to. Right? We just missed on so many receivers in the past years with Metcalf and now Jefferson and uh, that the Metcalf draft. We missed a couple of them. We now, do you think? Do you think Wentz has the same year if Jefferson's here? Probably. I don't think Jefferson even looks that good if he comes here. That's a fair. It's a fair point to make. That's a fair. It's fair too. Yeah, I think he's still hard. good. He's probably better. He puts up better numbers than Jalen Rieger, but I don't think he's going for thirteen or fourteen hundred yards. Like he, he can do more stuff than than Jalen Rieger. Yeah, that that's but like they guy, in in Minnesota, like Dalvin Cook had an amazing year, so they're they're putting eight guys in the box, and then he's their number two because they have Thielen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like here, they have we have Sanders, but like we didn't really run the ball. I mean, we didn't run the ball that much, no, so like they're not really worried about that much. It. We didn't. I mean, Sanders he was hurt a lot too. Twenty a game. Yeah, yeah. That so. that was on Doug. That was on Doug. So I, I got I get what you're saying. That that does make sense as well. But I, we, I also agree that we're not even like in the conversation. We're probably taking like a a corner, a safety, or trading back. Like, well, just think if we hit on one of the receivers from like the the Metcalf draft, who, the the kid from San Francisco. Um, you had him and Debo that. Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Yeah. And then you have Jefferson. You missed. There's a lot of guys the Eagles missed on. Yeah. But you shouldn't even have to really worry about the receiver position. But no. that, that's, you know, that's, I guess we can talk about it now, but we could just harp on that forever. Um, 
as long as we don't go quarterback, like I'll take a linebacker, I'll take a cornerback, I'll take a receiver. I'm a little hesitant about taking Kyle Pitts. I know he's like a local kid and a lot of people are, are big on him. I'm, I'm a little I wouldn't hesitant. mind him. I know. I can see that little smirk in your face, Nick. You look like you want him. But, I know. Uh, it's, it's just like, dude, anybody that's a physical specimen like that, like 6'6", 240, and runs a 4'5", like I – I can't help myself. I just am like, you got to take him. Imagine him and Metcalf together. Like, dude, that's just, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like not taking him might be like, we'll look at that and be like, we just skipped another DK Metcalf. Yeah. I just want a receiver that's over six foot and fast. Let me check where, where, uh, more than he's supposed to go. Like we, when we picked, uh, Arthega, uh, he was, I mean, he's a big guy, but he was slow as shit. That was a terrible pick, man. That really was. By they, the way, Pitt, they, they I don't. If CBS. Alshon Jeffrey doesn't play that well for us, they don't pick him. He ran like the same forty as Alshon. That yeah, but, that's a good point, Nick. But like he wasn't nearly as technically like sound as Alshon. Like Alshon's routes were unreal. Like he uses body perfectly, and he caught everything. And JJ or Thega Thega does not catch everything. No. Nick, you're making a good a lot of good points tonight, buddy. Uh, by the way, Kyle Pitts, it's projected on CBS to go eighth to the Falcons. There's a mock trade from the Carolina Panthers on the CBS one. So eighth is what he's projected to go at the moment. On the Walter football mock draft, Kyle Pitts is going number six to the Philadelphia Eagles. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But at three, you know, I mean, like, at three, maybe, the Dolphins took Devontae Smith. Maybe that's uh, not that bad. Like, there's some receivers. I mean, some tight ends now that are like receivers, like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, like people are saying that he might just flat out play receiver. Like he, they might not even sit. Like he'll be like lining up a tight end, playing like just catching passes mostly. Like they're saying he might just be like an X receiver. Honest, if he's really one of those guys, it's like a generational talent. Then then pick him. I'll be honest. I haven't seen like I haven't seen him play that much. Like I see, I see like a couple of clips and stuff, but like I haven't. Like if you can get a Gronk instead of instead of a uh, Goddard, uh, not not even Goddard. Like say you could pick Gronk over Justin Jefferson, you'd pick Gronk all day. Oh, okay, yeah. You're saying like a position that we're probably more suited to take. Yeah. But take the better player well, because okay. it's just yeah. apparently Suriani likes to run the because if you do want to line him up a tight end, which you can, like you can line him up where you can line anybody up wherever now in the NFL. Okay. Like the tight ends go out wide all the time, but they like to run twelve, which is two tight ends. So Goddard and him running out of twelve, like it's going to be hard to defend that. I got Sirianni on a real short leash now because I thought he got brought in for Wentz, you know Frank Reich's protege. I think I talked about this last week. I'm keeping him on a real short leash. I think he's just kind of here for this weird buffer period where we're going to, we're going to stink. And then they're going to can him bringing a new guy when we have a better team built around. That's what I predict. He's on a real short leash with me. Like I'm not expecting us to win, but like, I at least like us to be competitive against like the bad teams. You know, if we're just, if we're garbage, garbage, like I just get him out. Just don't, even, I don't even want that culture. I don't want that culture in Philadelphia. I don't, I'm not really expecting much, but like he is on a, I'm going to keep a watchful eye on him. I think you just keep him here until you feel like you have a team that can actually make a run. Then you can him. I guess you hope that Frank Reich gets canned that year too. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I just, I don't expect him to be the long-term guy. I think he'll be gone. He's like the Brett Brown, but we shouldn't keep him around. Like we kept Brett Brown around. That's perfect. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I I keep him on that leash when that, if he's not, 
because we we all eventually like some of us expect that Brett Brown to um, get them to a championship. Get him to a championship. Don't do that. Like if he starts to stink, the leash is gone. Let, let him run free. But then again, yeah. if he comes out next year and they go like ten and six, then he has the longest leash in the world in my eyes. Well, that's the thing. That, but that's what happened with Brett Brown. Like we got like fifty wins. We were a bouncer. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, but in the beginning of Brett Brown, we really sucked. Yeah, like I'm saying, like if he like next year, we're like we're probably projected to go like three and thirteen or four and twelve. I would guess in that yeah, range. Probably, yeah. I, I told Pat like the absolute best we'll do is like six and ten or seven and nine. Like that's the absolute yeah. peak. Yeah, I and like to that point though, like the the NFL is so weird. Like some teams come out of nowhere. Like I mean, it's not likely with the mm-hmm. with the Eagles because of how bad we are, but sometimes some players like break out. Like what if Jalen Rager's is actually as good really as we good. thought he was. And yeah. We get like the healthy line. Yeah. And her, I mean, a lot of things have to happen. Well, you get Johnson back, you get, you get Brooks, Brooks. back. Kelsey might come back. We'll see what happens. Duke Riley's a stud. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, Alex Duke Singleton. Riley and that guy from Canada. I think if we have that Singleton. healthy, like Singleton, we, if, we, if we get Brooks and and Johnson and they're healthy, like that's solid. We got a vet and Kelsey playing center. It's the other side of the line. Like it's it's the left tackle that I'm worried about. You know, but I don't know, dude. I I like. I think my lot is decent enough that if Dillard sucks, like you you can just. Throw him in there. Yeah, just throw my lot in. Like he. So I mean, you're not too concerned about. I mean, the line gave up. We gave up 60 sacks last year. 50 of them, or 65, I think. 65, I think, is yeah. the number. And then 50 of them were on Carson. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we were hurt. Brooks wasn't in, and all that. Like Johnson. Because like, if you think about the projected O line, it was Dillard at left tackle, Samalu, Kelsey, Brooks, and Johnson. Right. And Samalu, Dillard, Brooks, and Johnson missed like combined ninety percent of the games. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then yeah, right. we had dudes like Jordan Mailata who had never played a game of organized football before, like that meant anything ever. He played rugby. So that Sua Opita guy who I think is a similar situation where he didn't play football till extremely late and they're playing NFL games. Like it's, it's just tough. And then like, even uh, what's his face? Um, like Driscoll got hurt and. Uh, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. No, well, man, there's man. a plenty of plethora of injuries. It's tough to remember think, them all. I think with my lot of the, the only thing is like, like the physical aspect is there. He's, a beast. He needs a he, There's highlights of him where he just completely takes guys out, like pancakes them. It's just learning the game and the techniques. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The technique. If he can get that down, he's a pretty good alignment. But we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I want to get football. I, in two I also, years. I also <laughs> want to get some help for uh, for Slay. I don't want him being like stuck by himself in that secondary like he was all last season, like. Yeah. I, I need some help for him. There's, we can go a million different directions with the draft. We need a lot, a lot, a lot of work. One more last thing with the NFL, like trades and free agents. J.J. Watt, he's on the market. I know a couple of teams have put out an offer for him. Uh, where do you think he ends up? Like, I have a feeling he's, he's a Wisconsin guy. Like, what if he ends up in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? That's what I'm kind of thinking right now. Um, I mean, that would make them a great, like even better than they are now. Yeah. Uh, probably they would. They'd be like a top three 
Super Bowl favorite. Well, I know automatically. I'm saying, well, let's go this. Like they got the Steelers, the Browns. Uh, isn't there rumor Chicago too? The Packers. Uh, where where would you predict he ends up? Um, <sighs> I know his brothers and the Steelers, right? Maybe the Steelers there. I don't think so. I think the Steelers are. I don't think he's going to want to go to the Steelers just because I think he wants to win. And yeah, uh, they're going to, who knows what's happening with Big Yeah, ben. their quarterback. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? I think the Browns, probably. All right. I, I mean, that would be a sick. I mean, that Miles defense Garrett, is already, Miles part, Garrett, like, already pretty Watt. good. They Miles. add J.J. Watt. You know, their offense is clicking now. Yeah. He, he, I mean, I'm sure every team in the league wants him. So I just kind of want to get that in the episode because he's one of the best, biggest names in the NFL. Okay. Um, let's do a quick Flyers update. I know it's not much to talk about. We'll do a quick one, and then we'll just talk NBA All-Star, and then uh, we'll, we'll get this show on the road. We'll wrap it up for the day. You guys take it from here. Flyers, how, how are we feeling about the Flyers? We had the outdoor game at, uh, what was it, Tahoe? Lake Tahoe? Yeah. yeah. Lake Tahoe. That was awesome to watch. No, we lost pretty badly. But the games up there, they were beautiful, man. Oh, my God. The backdrop yeah. was gorgeous. That, that was, was pretty cool. That was sick to watch. But That uh, was sick, dude. The ice the first day, man, when they had an eight-hour delay, that was bad. Yeah. Bad look. Yeah, I feel like they should have had something under the ice that was keeping it cold, you know? Well, apparently what happened was, like, the NHL kind of knew that was going to happen, but NBC kind of had final say in, like, what time the game started for, like, viewership purposes and, like, scenery and stuff. Cause, yeah, because uh, it looked sick with the, uh, during the daylight. Yeah, but there was, like, chicks on boats and bikinis, like, tanning. Like, it was, oh, like, it was hot. 70 <laughs> so hot. degrees with the sun, the California sun and Nevada sun just beating down on this ice. Like, not funny. not great. So, yeah, but it looked sweet, man. Yeah, but how about, how about the Flyers? Like, how are we feeling at this point in the season? Like, we'll just do, like, a little weekly update. Anything um, to I mean, I, I know I know Carter Hart's still struggling a little bit. We talk about him a lot, but uh, I feel fine team. about their offense. I mean, like their offense is really, really good right now. Um, yeah, dude, they got like four guys that are a point a game. They still got to f- figure out the defense. Uh, someone, we got to pick someone up. It's it's at the point where like where we we need someone else because the guys are not yeah. the guys we have are not working. A good a good thing to look at about the defense though is um, Gossespier and Gustafson on the power play are sick. Yeah, they're nasty. Nick, you were talking about the JVR revenge tour. He's got like seven points on the power play this season. Seven power play goals. Seven power play goals. goals. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Seven goals. That's nuts, dude. Like JVR is playing out of his mind too. Yeah, but uh, so the, right now I feel I honestly feel really good about the Flyers. They have sixteen games played, twenty one points. The Penguins have 21 points with 17 games played. The Islanders have 21 points with 18 games played. They're about to lose tonight. The Capitals have 22 points with 18 games played. So, like, technically we're in second place in the East right now. Um, And we just were missing six of our top nine forwards for two games. So, like, yeah, that game, um, the outside game, we were missing, like, Konechny, uh, Lawton, Giroux. Is it the COVID protocol? They all had it. And injuries. I right. think – is Konechny still injured or something? No, he has COVID. COVID, oh. Yeah, it was Giroux, Lawton, Konechny, Voracek, Limblom, Braun, and they were missing Sanheim for a little bit. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, if you guys are feeling good, that makes me feel a little bit better. It makes Because the defense – I mean, when I watch the Flyers, it worries me, the, the defense. But it, it, it's – 
It, yeah, it's, it worries me. But the thing that I feel good about is that like we have so many prospects and a lot of picks that we, we can pick somebody up. Okay. Like it shouldn't be an issue. And like the thing that also kind of makes me feel good is that we score so well that if we have to give up like kind of a big dog to make room for a defenseman, like it's not that like if we were to trade Voracek like to get a defenseman, like it wouldn't really be a detriment. Gotcha. When, I would like, maybe trade Connect me right now. Yeah, maybe. Cause you could probably get a lot for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seems like he's trending downwards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think he'll find it. I just I think he's in like a slump. But yeah, I don't know. Like I would definitely for the right person, I would trade pretty much anybody on the team besides Joel Faraby, Ivan Provorov, Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, Carter Hart, and Scott Lawton. <laughs> All right. And I mean, Phil Myers. Listen, man, you guys, the, the podcast experts on this. So I'll leave that, uh, all those opinions up to you. Let's let's move on to the NBA, though. Sixers are on right now against the Mavericks. Second half starting. Bo Bond got the start for the Mavericks against the Sixers, his former team. I think we got most of the guys. Everyone's playing tonight, right? I didn't even switch the game on. You got Ben's yeah, in. Yeah, everyone's on. Toby's everyone's in and, and Joel's in. Now, with that being said, our big three, I thought that Tobias Harris was snubbed. From the all-star game joel made it obviously he's a starter ben made it as a reserve i guess like i mean i guess i can see why you give ben a slot i'm not gonna so hate like, on ben but listen i thought i thought toby deserved a spot that's all i'm saying i put out a tweet here's the thing like if you're not if you're not putting trey young in because his team because his team sucks like his stats are his stats are great. Then why then why is Vucevic who's who's on a team that sucks? Well, I don't I don't even know. I just assume that Orlando sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, <me> too. <laughs> but he's on a team that sucks, and he has slightly better stats than uh, Tobias. Why is he getting in over Tobias? And, and the Celt- the Celtics suck this year. They're like five hundred, and they got Brown and Tatum in. That was another weird one. Yeah. I mean, Celtics are fifteen and seventeen. Yeah, they're not even 500. Thanks. They so, stink. So Tobias was averaging 20.6 points per game. This is as of two days ago when I put the tweet out. 7.8 rebounds a game, 3.4 assists, 51.3 field goal percentage, 40.3 three-point percentage. And you don't put him in? Like, I just don't – I get – like, do you not want three guys from the same team? Like, what was it? Does he not have, like, the big name, the star that, like, you want it? Because, I mean, you put Nick Lucevic in. And I, there's guys like Sabonis, too, like – Sabonis had comparable numbers to Vucevic, probably better that I would have put him in. I don't know. I just would have liked Toby hasn't made an all-star game ever. And this year I actually thought he deserved it. That's probably it. It's the exposure. He just doesn't get any exposure. Yeah. But I mean, Vucevic, come on, man. Like Vucevic. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that guy should never be in an all-star game. Who the hell wants to watch him in an all-star game? There was nothing to the table for an all-star game. No, absolutely nothing. There's some, there were, I mean, Devin Booker ended up getting in. He was a big snub for sure. 24.7 points per game, 4.3. Uh, that was uh, 4.3 assists per game. He was he was a snub. This website has Mike Conley as a snub. I, I wouldn't say that. He's yeah, what? <laughs> Shut up. 16.4 points a game, 5.6 assists. Not really. Chris Middleton, 20.3, 6.1. He's kind of in that Tobias Harris category. That's comparable numbers to him. Bam out of bio. That's true. That's a good comparison because he got in last year, right? Yeah. Bam out of bio. He had similar uh, averages to Tobias or what Tobias has now. Uh, Bam out of bio put up 20 and 10. 
19.6 and nine and a half to be exact. And then, yeah, there, there's some guys that, I mean, Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander, 22.8, 6.5 assists. There's some guys that got snubbed, like pretty good names. I, I mean, it's the all-star game. You're not going to get everyone in because there's a lot of guys that deserve it. But this year, I thought there were some notable snubs, notable snubs. And since we're Philadelphia focused, I thought Tobias Harris was – you know, pretty big one. I'm just, you know, I was rooting for my guy. I said he was going to get unlocked this season. He's gotten unlocked, and he didn't make the All Star game. I thought it was a crime. It was a criminal. Did Russ? Did Russ get in um, last year? Russell Wilson or Westbrook? Westbrook. I think so. I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, because wouldn't that be nuts? Like the year after he gets MVP, he gets snubbed from the All Star game twice in a row. I would figure. He, when does that ever happen? I figure he got in. I, I would figure that. But yeah, just want to. I just want to kind of defend my guy Tobias there. Talk about how he got stuff. That was it. Oh, was it Tobias? You got a fan of me, bro. I'm rooting for you. You should. You should have been in. Should have been in. Um, okay, trade deadline stuff. There's some guys in the move. Perhaps uh, it, it's kind of weird. I thought Beal was going to go, but. Beal doesn't want to go. It seems he wants to stay in Washington to figure that out. Now they're winning. They won like five games in a row. I'm not sure if that win streak's still going. You had uh, Zach Levine. He was possibly on the move, but they're like the Chicago somehow like the sixth seed in the East. So I don't think he's going to be on the move. And then you have guys like like Lonzo. Lonzo will probably be on the move. I heard he, he might actually go to Chicago, which would be kind of an interesting uh, dynamic for him up there. And a guy I'm looking for, I know, uh, speaking of the Mavericks, Kristaps Porzingis might be on the move, but a guy I'm looking for the Sixers to get is PJ Tucker. I would love to have PJ Tucker come in small ball at the four or something like that. I would love to get PJ Tucker. And another thing, perhaps a homecoming that I, I've seen gaining a lot of traction is Kyle Lowry coming back home to Philadelphia and he will come back to the Philadelphia 76ers in a trade. What do you think about that, fellas? Yeah, I like it. Just it's got to be for the right for the right price. Uh, according to the uh, Inquirer, Keith Con- Keith Pompey, a source said Lowry would like to be in Philly. The source believed the Sixers and the Raptors might be able to get something done, but if it comes down to that, Toronto would most likely want some picks, young players, and veterans with expiring contracts for Lowry, who's making thirty million dollars this season. Yeah, I just uh, it's kind of hard because he's worth so much, or he's not worth like. His salary is so much, and you're gonna have to get rid get rid of a lot of bench guys, I think, to put to put him in. But and I also I really like our starting lineup with Ben, Seth, Danny Green, Tobias, and Abid. And I'm not sure Lowry is gonna come off the bench because if you put him at, he doesn't. Everybody's gonna play the two. Ben's playing the one. Will you have him play the two and then move Curry to the bench? No, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really work. He's got to come off the bench. That's why I said, like, if, I, if he comes, I want him off the bench. And he's older now; like, he doesn't need to be playing these crazy minutes anyway. So yeah, I, I got to look up his stats because he can't be doing that well if they want to get rid of him right now. But how about like, um, like uh, PJ Tucker? Like Houston's not playing well. I know they just got rid of Demarcus Cousins. They're kind of they're going to be a rebuild team soon. Get rid of PJ Tucker. We'll give you like a young guy. We bring in PJ. He comes off the bench. Gets us some threes, more shooting on the team. Can't go wrong with P.J. Tucker, fellas. That's why I want to see the Sixers get. Number one guy, P.J. Tucker. I love that strong body, you know, like bully, bully ball. To, I mean, he's not bully ball. He's a small guy, but he's, a, he's a strong like a bull, and he can shoot a good three. So 
I'm hopeful. Actually, Kyle Lowry's having a pretty decent season. He's averaging 18 on 46 Wait, and 39 percent. How many games has he played though? Um, he's played 26 games. Okay, let me. Uh, I mean, what's the, what's the? Let me check their record. That we'll see what happens. You know, record. I'm gonna wrap the show on this. He played 26 games and they're 16 and 17. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough, Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's shooting a better percentage than he did the past two, past three years. All right. Well, we'll see what happens once the trade deadline gets approaches. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. I believe the trade, yeah, the trade deadline's on March 25th. So we got about a couple weeks left. We got actually a month. Today's February 25th. We have exactly one month until the trade deadline. So next few weeks, I'm sure we're talking about all sorts of trades. I have a feeling the Sixers are going to make some sort of move, but we'll see what happens. Anything else you guys want to say? Uh, did you see that Porzingis might be on the move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that Porzingis might be on the move. I don't want him in Philly though. No, no that's yeah. We know that doesn't work. And no need for. I don't know where he'd go. <laughs> I have no idea where he'd go, but he's yeah, not even playing right now. I mean, they suck. Like the Mavericks aren't that great. Are we winning the game, by the way? Yeah, we're winning by ten right now. Oh, okay, good. Well, listen, guys. Before I wrap up the show, I need to remind everyone that we are brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. Go on the website now. Use our code Seller Dwellers, all caps, no space. Get you twenty percent off plus free shipping. I recommend using the Lawnmower 3.0, the new redesigned electric trimmer that eliminates nicks and cuts. as a 7,000 RPM motor, an LED light, a USB charging stand. Show off that mower loud and proud. It's a top of the class mower, guys. Top of the class mower. So go on their website right now, manscaped.com. Put in our code seller dwellers, all caps, no space, to get 20% off plus free shipping. All right, guys. I think that'll do it for the show. Glad, glad we got to catch up with you, Nick. And we'll see what happens next week. Maybe we have some NBA trades to discuss. We'll see what happens. And, you know, all the, uh, the I guess, kind of like I said, we're like, creating this hypothetical world right now because we're in the middle of a lot of seasons and we need to just update the season or maybe predict what's going to happen in these drafts and, and trade deadlines and stuff like that. So we'll talk then. Peace out, guys. See you, boys.